1: Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world. Another time. In the age of wonder. There was once a dream. You could only whisper it anything more than a whisper and
2: it would vanish. A battle between good and evil.
1: You don't know the power of the dark side. Where should I find a new adversary so close to my
3: own level? Try the local sewer.
4: You know of the rebellion against the empire?
3: The Avengers, mighty mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy.
5: One
2: of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm brute.
3: Welcome
0: to the Neverland podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars.
4: I'm glad you're here to tell us these things.
0: Please welcome your
4: host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah,
1: I can fight. All it takes is faith, trust. Well, if it isn't the Star-Spangled
2: Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland. <laughs>
3: Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around. Grab your happiest thought, and we're going to fly away to Neverland again. And, of course, I'm not flying alone because Lost Boy Eric is with me. We've got some great, fun Disney news, including the Oscars were announced this week. So, of course, we've got a list of things that Disney's got nominated for because, of course, they're nominated. Uh, i got some fun things that happened this week. Also, we're going to discuss and add to our Neverland Retro Disney Park, the Wedway People Mover, or the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, however best you like to call it. So, we got a lot of kind of things to do. Uh, We're going to try to squeeze it all into an hour as best we can, so we might as well get to it. How about it? All right. So, Friday night, and I posted this on Facebook, I had at the university, they had a Disney slumber party wasn't really a slumber party. It was about three hours from 8 to 11 that uh, we kind of got together. There was Disney trivia. People were coloring in pages. We were watching Monsters Incorporated. They had popcorn. I don't like popcorn. Uh, They had some lemonade that was pretty good. You know, it was just a little hangout. I thought it might be good promotional for the show, but I didn't really get to mingle too much. Here's the funny thing. So, you know, when I got in there, they're using Kahoot to do trivia, and I pretty much knew everything on there and I was like wow they're asking the really easy question you know and I was talking to some other people I had classes with but it actually popped up a question on the trivia what was Belle's favorite book Now, Eric what would you answer that he doesn't realize there's a prince till chapter 3 exactly that's all we really have and in fact if you look in the film you can see the inside of the book and all you see is a blonde headed prince and a princess in a blue dress they actually kind of sitting on something that might have been a fountain as well. But because of the line of the prince in disguise with magic spells and daring sword fights, somewhere somebody came up with a fan theory that she was talking about Aladdin. I don't know what justification they have for this. Uh, It it really doesn't fit at all. But this quiz, somebody put her favorite book as being Aladdin. This is how ridiculous these fan theories get. That some people can't tell the theory from facts anymore. <laughs> I was like, I had to look that up when they said that her favorite book was Aladdin, and I so I went and I googled it, and it turns out there is a fan theory somewhere on Reddit that people have taken to be truth. Ah, Reddit!
5: Darn you! Curse you, Reddit! The thing is, it, it shouldn't be Aladdin if that were the case. If it, if her favorite story was Aladdin, great. But the book is A Thousand and One Nights.
3: Right. It was. It would have been a very very thick book. You'd have had a better chance trying to say Jack and the Beanstalk, because she does definitely reference it.
5: In the musical, I believe King Arthur Legend, as she and the Beast are reading.
3: Yes, uh, they read King Arthur. And then in the the film, when they added in the extra scenes, they're reading Romeo and Juliet. All right, so the next thing that I have of just some outside (laughs) stuff is what I'm calling H.M.K. I'm sure many people have probably heard of F.M.K., well, we're going to drop the F and put an H in. <laughs> okay. I started the game this week on our Facebook feed. I've posted it to the website. Uh, this is Hangout, Marry, or Kill for anyone who is not familiar or has not heard of the more grown up version of the game. But I didn't want to go that far. So I posted up, you know, and normally you do want to gear it a special one for the men and a special one for the ladies, that sort of thing. Uh, and so I have posted this up in our Facebook group, also our Facebook fan page, to see what sort of answers we got, which I should look up some of those answers. I did get a, a couple that were interesting, and, were, and I closed my Facebook page. Uh, but, Eric, what do you think? All right, so hang out, marry or kill. And, and basically, this is almost like a personality test. It's, you give whatever answer, and you, you give your reasoning for it. But our options this week for the men was Ariel, Belle, or Elsa. So uh, I don't think you have, you posted an answer. I'd like to hear what your answer would be. Well, yeah, you
5: know, I'm surprised you got rid of the F because you know who who else would drive a fire truck? Um, Elsa.
3: <laughs> yeah, if only the F stood for fire truck.
5: <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, hang out, Mary, and kill. Yep. I, I don't want to kill anybody. Hang out with. Hang out with Ariel because she's got a lot of collectibles. She'd be a lot of fun to chat and discover new things with. Mary would probably be Belle uh, because I have the most interest in common with Belle. And if I had to kill somebody, I guess it would be Elsa because she has a hard time controlling those powers that she has. (laughs) But please don't come at me, Disney. But uh, I had to choose. That would be the way I would choose.
3: Yep, I actually went the same direction because Ariel, you know, being the collector, she'd be fun to take you know, to go hang out at a convention. Uh, and she's also adventurous, so you could have some fun with her, but uh, you got to be careful. You maybe get eaten by a shark. Uh, I put for Mary, uh, I put shark. Sure. <laughs> for Mary, I put Belle because she's similar to my wife, Heather, the Wendy nerd. And that's worked out pretty well so far. We're almost at 15 years now of marriage. And plus, if I would have picked the redhead, I would actually be in trouble with the the wife, I think. So we'll just go with that. (laughs) And kill. I went with Elsa for a very similar reason. Her emotional state, she could doom the entire country. Uh, Plus, I just really hate winter. But we did get a couple of responses from some listeners. Uh, I'll read one that's pretty much the same uh, as we did. Uh, But we have... He says, in the exact order, this is Lost Boy Philip, actually, uh, in the order of, as of the game and the gals, hang out with Ariel. She'd be a good friend, but too complicated. Mary Bell, which she's already would have explained up before, which he said that she's brilliant and, uh, and that she, she sees what's within. Well, she can see past the outer exterior to see what's within. Uh, and also he had said, kill Elsa. Not that I'd want to kill or hurt anyone, but that's the game. She'd be the scariest. Could hurt me or anyone with her powers. And I did have somebody who actually gave a different answer. This is from a listener named Dan. Uh, I actually have known this guy for a long time. He was a friend of my sister's back in high school. He said, assuming Ariel doesn't have legs, marriage is out of the question. He doesn't want to marry a fish? Uh, without major assistance, it's difficult to hang out with her in her environment, which is kind of weird. Although, I guess he's choosing her for the hangout.
5: Legs in the environment would make it a bit difficult.
3: Right. Elsa is the ruler of a country and presumably has learned to undo her chill spells. Marriage. If she can't undo them, then she's perma-friend zone. Belle reads books all day and probably wouldn't be that fun. Plus, meatheads will always try to wear her. Hang out. Okay, so I guess he's got them in a, in a weird order. So Belle is his hangout. Elsa is his Mary just because she's the queen. Power, I suppose. Uh, it looks like he's going to kill Ariel because he can't see a way to really hang out with her or marry her because she's half fish. But... Like we hmm. said, you know, you could go with legged Ariel. She can get her legs. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, I so spent, we'll I spent a little legs. fishism. <laughs> so uh, I did have one up for the ladies as well. That is what we're going to call HMK. I'm going to try to play this as a weekly thing, so pay attention to our Facebook page. Uh, I wanted to do something to kind of build the community, have some interaction, so I'm going to start trying to post these out there. I do want to make sure I'm interacting you with you in the community, and so... Playing a game is a great way to do it. So I'll come up with some new ones this week. Uh, So keep your eyes on it. Make sure you go and join our fan page. So go like us on Facebook. And also we have a group that you can join as well. But uh, it's time to get on to a little bit of news.
1: This is Gary Gnu. And the No Gnu's is Good Gnu's Show. The only TV Gnu's program guaranteed to contain No Gnu's Whatsoever.
0: Never land news from the Disney parks.
3: So I found a refurbishment list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this is stuff that... Uh, for This Disney is from W.W. Magic. Yes, for Walt Disney World. So these are some expected mm-hmm. closures. Typhoon Lagoon is already closed. The Port Orleans Resort French Quarter is already closed. Cali River Rapids is closed. Splash Mountain is closed. Uh, but on the 31st here, then this week, Disney's Art of Animation Resort is expected to close for refurbishment. The campsites at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort is going to be closing here on Tuesday. Uh, Saratoga Springs Resort is closing on Monday, and a lot of other things are already closed. So there's a lot of refurbishment going on, which is uh, really not a surprise, because it's the off-season now that we're in January, and things slow down in Walt Disney World, so this is when they try to fix everything up. And in fact, Disneyland, I think we've already talked about, Main Street is going to get some refurbishment right now.
5: Oh yeah, Main Street isn't the only thing at Disneyland, the worked Pond, though. We've got Splash Mountain closed starting the 2nd of January. They don't have a date for that to open up yet. Same thing with Dumbo. They've actually closed that so that they can put up a new queue area. In the shade, they're going to move it back, so it also allows a little bit more room for strolling in that part of Fantasyland, which desperately needs it. The Main Street vehicles, of course, while Main Street's being worked on, are not going to be available. As of right now, it's a small world is also under being refurbished. They're transitioning from their Christmas overlay to the regular you No know and Love. And that's actually supposed to be back up and running by the middle of this next week. Casey Jr. is, is closed uh, beginning February fifth. And the Storybook Line canal boats are also gonna be closed. Uh, this from the fifth of February to the fifteenth. I'll go over in California Adventure, the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail is currently closed without any uh, and then that's gonna reopen auto uh california screaming games of the boardwalk mickey's funwill all of those are closed as paradise pier is undergoing its transformation into pixar pier also we do know that grizzly river run is going to be closed for about another week uh it's tough to be a bug is i think only just closed one day january 8th i don't know if it's open yet Hmm bakery tour for Bowdoin bread goes through next week. This is a stop we always have to make every time we go over to California Adventure, because bread. Come on, (laughs) free bread. Um, And that's about everything going on uh, right now. Of course, bank closures going on, but we've talked about those in the past as well. But uh, yeah, I haven't been to Disney World, so I don't know what their off season looks like compared to the rest of the year. It's still pretty much business as usual, still very right. busy as it has been. So hopefully we can get some
3: attractions back open again soon. It's mainly the resort areas that are closed, but the park is still there. So there's still plenty of things to do. So if you're planning a trip here in this season, because the numbers and the crowds are going to be a little lower, you're still bound to have a great time and find plenty of things to do. Oh, but here's something that's been pretty exciting. So Black Panther has gone on to pre-sale and it has actually outsold any other marvel studios i don't
5: i don't i didn't think that black panther was eager for an audience to see i'm looking forward to it myself i haven't been fans yet uh but uh, hopefully um we've got another great movie right on the horizon here
3: oh yeah coming in march there's gonna be a lot of good movies in march because we got ready player one we got black panther i think there's something else in march now too but I can't think of it. This is going to be huge. And a lot of it is, I think the Chadwick Boseman was fantastic in Civil War, getting to see the Black Panther character. I, I, I've i enjoyed the character mainly from cartoons. I haven't really read a lot of the comics, but getting to see the character in a live action in a full movie is very exciting. And you definitely do get a certain type of the, uh, popu- the populace there who getting to see an African-American hero, that's going to get them excited because I that's more relatable. So, of course, they're going to yes. come out gross. So this is going to be awesome. There's going to be a lot of people in this crowd, so get ready to have a good time with a large crowd of people. Hey, do you like to play with mobile games? So I've heard that one of these new mobile games coming out, the Star Wars base. Yes, yeah, Star Wars Rivals. It's going to be a shooting game. You can pre-register for the game right now. I'm already pre-registered. They're supposed to send me some sort of notification when it's time to actually download the game. I don't know a whole lot more about it, but the registration, you're going to get some bonus characters like Dark Troopers. Well, that's what I'm calling them. That's what they look like in in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, You're going to get some of those, you know, Death Troopers, as they call them in the film, uh, to fight along with you. If you happen to use an Android phone like me and my Samsung S8 here, uh, if you happen to be an iPhone user, you're going to get some Special Forces Rebels characters that you can get for pre-registering. Uh, Along the way in playing the game, you're going to get to unlock hero characters and play as them doing certain missions in a shooting environment. I'm not sure exactly how a shooter works on a mobile game. If this is going to be, you know, tap something to to shoot at it or what. I'm not sure how this is going to play. But new Star Wars game. Look it up. Star Wars Rivals on your mobile device. It'll be in your Play Store, whatever you call it, (laughs) depending on your device. But while we're talking about Star Wars, Wars. Oh, yes should be fine. Uh, Did you watch the Star Wars show this week? Uh, No, I I usually don't have time to sit and watch long shows on YouTube. I am extremely busy. Uh, I'm taking time out of doing homework to try to work on the show. Brought up is what we're going to discuss here,
5: that uh, The Last Jedi, a lot of people noticed, did not come out
3: at the time that the movie was released. The Last Jedi novelization did not come out yet when the movie came out.
5: Right, and so what? they have done um you know it's it's scheduled to come out here within the next couple of months what they're doing is they're going to be adding in some of the deleted scenes into the movie to give us a little bit more context and understanding what they're talking about including is the funeral for han solo so that there can be some closure some sense of finality to that Star Wars Universe. Um, I'd be interested to see if it has that third lesson that we talked about a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm, True. And Ray, I actually learned a little recent, just uh, within the last day or two, what that lesson actually was
3: yes also deleted scenes from the film are going to be put back in the book that novelization is coming out very very soon now you have an excuse to read it in case you're curious about these deleted scenes personally i figure they filmed the scenes i would like to see them but i wouldn't mind reading about them if i have the time so i'm probably going to pick this up that's a great marketing strategy just say "Oh, by the way those deleted scenes yeah the novelization i wrote those in though uh here's something that i'm taking this with a grain of salt uh, it's been reported from Theme Park Insider that Walt Disney World's Talking Mickey is going away. He's been greeting in the Town Square Theater and the Magic Kingdom. But uh, this uh, the only sources that I've seen is that they've talked to cast members. And cast members do not always get things right. In fact, they frequently get a lot of rumors going around. And you don't actually get any truth to it. Um, I don't understand why they would actually take the Talking Mickey out unless it for some reason was not working. Uh, and its I guess it's right. been a lot of installation, and maybe expensive, or what's going on with this. But, but it's, it's wildly believed, I'm going I'm to read it from the article. It's wildly, widely believed that backstage cast members are involved creating many more logistical challenges for Talking Mickey Encounter than a traditional meet and greet. So it could be just an expense to try to yeah. get this to work properly. They're saying on Theme Park Insider that it's going to go away. But I would be hesitant to bank on that it could happen but it might be just a bit of hooey
5: yeah I mean, we will just have to see what happens um I, I can imagine that if you have someone that's done this multiple times and you know, a little old hat you know which might be part of the concern but you know i think there's got to be enough people experiencing this for the first time that it's something that uh can continue to be refreshed and updated and continue to be different
3: yeah, and this is better to me than just simply like, oh look, it's Mickey Mouse, and he can't interact with me. He can't talk. We're just there to take a picture. This was a very cool idea that where Mickey could actually talk and he could interact. And yes, it takes a bit more cast member work, but uh, isn't that also what we get with Monsters Laugh, Monsters Incorporated, Laugh Floor, and with right. um, Crushes? Uh, I forget what they call it. When you come with conversations with Crush, you know, it's, Turtle it's, Talk it's, with Crush. Yeah, Turtle Talk with Crush. Right. So. It's already takes some extra cast member effort, so I don't see that that would be an issue. That's why I'm taking that article with a grain of salt, but I figured just in case it does happen, we're going to mention it. But I I really hate doing something that, to me, is probably just a rumor. But we do have some other news and something that we can confirm.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Oscar nominations. Well, the nice thing is uh, some of these, I think, are actually pretty well-deserved. We got a production design nod for Beauty and the Beast. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, there was another one that was a Beauty and the Beast. that was, oh, no, I can't. Where did it go? There was, yeah, costume design for Beauty and the Beast. And I think that's actually a very well-deserved nomination. I don't know if they'll win it. It's up against some tough competition. Mm-hmm. Star Wars The Last Jedi's got some for sound editing and sound mixing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's, this is fun. So animated short film. And I would not have known who was responsible if there wasn't an image up here on the Oscars page here from Yahoo. But there's something called Dear Basketball, which was a collaboration between Kobe Bryant and Glenn Keane, who Disney fans will know his name. That entry is actually under a bit of
5: controversy right now. Really? Why? What happened? Because it was produced and it's about Kobe Bryant. And um, there's a bit of the... Me Too movement circling around him and his actions right now. So, oh uh, kind of be sad to see Glenn Keane miss out on this opportunity because. Uh, uh, but there, there, there have been some calls to remove that entry from the. Oh boy. Uh,
3: well, and didn't he get in trouble for something actually once before? I don't know. I think I remember something about that. You did so. But I, I'm very glad to see Lou.
5: I really enjoyed that short bullying and uh, you know basically reaching out and realizing you know to look out for them. Someone to you know there's a reason why they're a bully and trying to help them rather than just punish them. Yeah, that was the although there was a lot of punishment in
3: that. Yeah, there was that was a Pixar short. It was in front of something now. Oh, I can't think of it. I'm sorry. Yeah, in *Front of Cars* three. Yeah, I remember that now. See, when I just having the title and the names behind it, I didn't. It didn't click for me. I'm glad you said that. So, oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited for that one. I hope it wins I haven't seen *Cars* three since the theater. I need to go buy a copy of it because it oh, will yeah. be on there, I guess. Oh, yeah, it, it is on there. All right, I'm gonna go pick up a copy here before I. I might even do it tonight. Who knows? <laughs> uh, oh, but you, you want to know something from the uh, obvious department of obviousness? Uh, John Williams. John Williams, Star Wars The Last Jedi for original score. And I think he's going to get it because he is the last exactly.
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, uh To be honest,
5: four movies. So you know, I don't know how their scores stack up, but it's John Williams. Come on. Uh, <laughs> how much longer are we going to be able to recognize him and you
3: know recognize his work? Right. And it is a fantastic soundtrack. I, I love the soundtrack for Last Jedi. Maybe I'll listen to that mm-hmm. while I'm going to buy myself a Blu ray of Cars 3. <laughs> Yes, Star Wars The Last Jedi has a buddy in there with visual effects. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Both of them are competing for best visual effects. But they've got some tough competition. Blade Runner 2049, Kong Skull Island, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Very heavy effects laden. So it's going to be tough.
2: Mm -hmm.
5: Oh, yes, yes. Uh, And and to be honest, with this being the third Planet of the Apes movie, I honestly could see them wanting to recognize that work and Andy Serkis' work with it.
3: Yeah, I'm surprised Andy Circus doesn't okay. have a nomination for playing the role of Caesar so well and making us believe he was a, a chimp. <laughs> hmm I mean, that guy's awesome. Uh, um, I, although, did he, he got an Oscar for Gollum or something, didn't he? Or did just MTV Music Mo- or Movie Awards gave him something for playing Gollum? I, I think that was
5: MTV. I, I don't think he's been recognized by the Academy yet.
3: Academy, get on it, man. Andy Circus is amazing. Okay, other things now, we have uh, on here? There's a couple more. Yes, animated oh, yes. feature! Coco. Coco! Yes! Yes! I am i yes. oh, I'm
5: so- And comparing it... Oh, yes. And comparing Coco with the other uh, entries this year. Loving Vincent, I did not have a chance to see that. I have no idea what that even Price is. Winner as well, which I don't know. Not a clue. For the man. Didn't see, looked cute. The boss and baby then, looked like
3: garbage. <laughs> yeah, how did the boss baby get on here and not Cars 3? I don't know. Cars 3 was a very good movie. Like I said, I think I'm going to go pick it up when I'm done. <laughs> How did the Boss Baby get on here and not Lego Batman? Oh, yes. Lego Batman was excellent. I don't have a copy of that one either. I need to get a copy of that one. I don't think Heather even got to see Lego Batman yet. And it was a great film. It was surprisingly mm-hmm. good, even. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking, yeah, speaking of Coco. Of Coco okay. Best song, and it's it's, it's a shoe-in in my, in my book. Remember Me from Coco. The instant waterworks song, which you know, I haven't. I was looking for a physical copy of the soundtrack. I have not found it anywhere. I think I'm gonna have to buy it digitally because I want to be able, but I don't want to play it around home or have Heather here. it and might spoil it because she still hasn't seen Coco. She she hasn't really been that interested. Oh, I, think- I can't seem to get her convinced that she needs to see it. Uh, a little, we found out some stuff about the cast of The Incredibles too, which is coming. What oh, I think yes. in May or is it this? I think it's November. Yeah, I think it's November. But maybe we'll get to see something during the Super Bowl. I've been hearing rumors we'll get to see something about the solo film during the Super Bowl.
5: Yeah, uh, but I've just heard rumors. There might be a second Avengers trailer for the Super Bowl. well.
3: Oh, that sounds awesome. Avengers Infinity War trailer is what he was saying there. It didn't come through very well. Okay. Okay. Uh, A lot of the cast is returning to reprise their characters. We'll just kind of skip ahead a lot of that. Um, The only thing that's going to be different is Jack-Jack Park doesn't have an actor really uh, related to it, but, you know, Jack-Jack, you get baby noises, and they probably just recorded what they wanted. And I think we do have a different Dashiell par. Uh, we have Huckleberry, nice Huckleberry. Huckleberry Uh, because I'm sure the original Dash, I think, was a child as, as well, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, children grow up. But we got some brand new characters. We have yeah, Winston we have- and West- Evelyn Deaver, and they have a world-class telecommunications company. And these are going to be voiced by Bob Odenkirk and Catherine Keener. I'm kind of suspecting they're going to become maybe the villains of this piece because Evelyn is supposed to be really high on the technology and uh, Winston is sort of the one in charge of this company. And so uh, he wants a hero or three to help him change public perception to bring the Supers back. But he might have ulterior motives, maybe? I don't know. But there seems to be the plot going on Mm -hmm. in this movie is that the Supers are still trying to make their comeback and get officially legalized. There's also a character named Void who's being voiced by Sophia Bush. Now, hasn't she done stuff on Disney Channel? That name sounds familiar. That sounds familiar to me as well,
5: but I I honestly don't
3: recognize where I've heard it from. Yep, I'm not sure. but uh, So, Void is a wannabe superhero and a big fan of Elastigirl. Which when I when I first read this, it made me think of syndrome of having that super fan wannabe superhero. But Void appears to have some actual powers. She can create voids that allow objects to appear and disappear and shift around in space. So that should be kind of fun.
5: Well, also Rick Dicker has got a new voice. It was oh, that's Bud not the Lucky. In the original. I, I don't remember Bud Lucky passing away. I believe he's still with us. Sadly, um, you know, within the last couple of uh, sequel movies. Uh, there have been some transitions one was definitely due to a death with uh, the loss of Jim Barney doing Slinky Dog but uh, even in Cars 3 um, Michael Keaton didn't do Chick Hicks that was actually
3: um, Bob Peterson uh, Hmm. doing Chick Hicks in Cars 3 and you could tell it it just didn't sound the same they've got a very good actor covering George Carlin's part in Cars now I mean I, I can barely tell the difference oh yes yes that's true yeah so, uh, boy, this, it's really hard to replace with Rick Dicker because he had such a great tone of voice. Oh, money, money, money. All the paperwork. I know. Mm-hmm. Such a great character for a small part. But uh, you know what? I'm just happy Brad Bird's coming back to be Edna Mode again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I couldn't imagine anybody else doing that character, darling. <laughs> oh, we got a little peek at something well, this week, too. Oh, did we? Yes, we did. We got a peek at a penguin. And her name is we Summer. A yeah, and it's it's... It's a penguin who is a Muppet Baby. Uh, it looks like we're not really going to get Scooter or Skeeter, uh, but we're going to get this penguin. I don't, I don't understand why they had to do that. It doesn't make sense. But the Muppet Babies are coming to Disney Junior. Uh, the It looks great as far as, like, the video and the character design. Uh, but we've got a, a description. Uh, she's voiced by Jessica DeSicco. De I don't know how to say her name. DeSicco? And as she's supposed to be an arty type of girl, according to, uh, let's see, the last name of Warburton. What's the... I forgot the guy's first name. Um, this is apparently, though, you can see some of this in Entertainment Weekly Tom. magazine. Tom Warburton, yes. But he says that she's going to be super creative, loves to draw, loves to paint, loves to dance, and all at the same time. She's the smallest of the group, but definitely has the biggest heart. I'm, I'm like, well, that's nice and all, but... I would like to see Scooter back. I liked him as the computer nerd. And I like Scooter being the athlete, you know. But I, I guess we just move on, don't we? Well, to
5: be honest, in the images we've seen, we don't see Scooter or Scooter. Now, they mentioned specifically Scooter will not be a regular in the new nursery going to appear. So it's possible we may it's see Scooter we'll see and Scooter. Now, um, obviously, Animal is going to be part of the group as well. Um, but I'm not seeing
3: Rolf. You're right. Oh man, uh, I don't well, again, know. Just kind of interest. I'd say we'll always have our memories of watching the original Muppet Babies, but guess who has not released those onto any sort of home video? Four and five, while we're alive, and Muppet Babies, please. Oh my goodness! Oh, well, there is something that is coming back soon. Yes, yeah, Superman's underwear. <laughs>
5: <laughs> His red trunks are back. Uh, yeah. If you don't know. Action Comics number 1,000 is coming up here in about a month and a half, Um, and part of how they're celebrating this milestone... uh, A few years ago, DC launched what's called the New 52, in which they basically rebooted all of their characters, gave them slight tweaks to their origins. In the case of Superman, there's a Kryptonian armor, have red three kind of a striking change um you know it's echoed in man of steel and uh the Justice league and you know the movies that have been coming out from DC lately
3: um but uh yeah he's back with his uh classic look yes and this is going to be on april the 18th there'll be a 10 page superman story written by brian michael bendis with art by jim lee that's already enough right there to buy it there's also going to be two 15-page stories from two of DC's current and most popular talent teams. This is according to SuperheroHype, of course, .com. This is going to be from Superman writer Peter J. Tomasi and artist Pat Gleason, as well as Action Comics writer and artist Dan Jurgens. Another good reason to buy it. Uh, oh, I yes. recommend if you have a comic shop you like to go to, go pre-order this thing, because holy cow, it's Action Comics number 1,000. That alone <laughs> yes. is worth the price of admission. Exactly exactly you know
5: i'm i'm looking forward to this um that's a good team behind this particular book there's also going to be a hardback uh version of this coming out which is going to have a lot more stories a lot more input as well probably a quite a bit more expensive but
2: uh, yeah this
5: is a big deal
3: yes this i'm is, getting one thousand issues this is huge it's huge yeah i'm saying it's huge oh my goodness uh <laughs> speaking else of people that are pretty huge um Actually, you know, the one thing is this guy—you uh, really can't see this guy—but he's only about a month older than I am. Uh, but yeah, he's about Ferdinand-sized. Uh, now, this is kind of weird. So, John Cena has presented himself. He tries to have a very good, clean image because uh, he's—he's been a face for a very long time. Although he can be a heel wrestler, uh, but he's—you know—starting his film career really in the mainstream area with Ferdinand. But he is now in talks to star as. Duke Nukem in a film about the video game character Duke Nukem, um, which, by the way, Duke Nukem will be appearing in Ready Player One. But um, have you ever played the Duke Nukem game, Eric? I uh, have not, but I've seen plenty of um,
5: friends play it, and uh, I've, I've got a playthrough or two, a couple of times on YouTube. And uh, I, I can tell you that Duke Nukem's not really anything.
3: Annoying. Yeah, it's I'm not familiar what with the content. It's not familiar, what you'd call a family-friendly game, and I haven't really played a lot of Duke Nukem either. Uh, I think I remember, like, the first-person shooter when it was kind of blowing up pig aliens, but there's some things you can walk into. I mean, this, this is, I think, a good response to uh, Deadpool's popularity. Duke Nukem is like your video game version of Deadpool in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think they're trying to capitalize on that success and making a Duke Nukem game, and I'm sure people will go to it, although video game movies typically are not very good. However, you Thank know... You, Uwe Boll. The Wahoos? Thank you, Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll? I've made a whole bunch of horrible game oh. movies. Yeah, they've kind of been happening for a long time. Uh... Although Super Mario Brothers was kind of so stupid it was fun. <laughs> I did watch that one more than once you know I will I will admit I watched it more than once because it was it was kind of weirdly stupidly funny. It
5: doesn't get any better no matter how many
3: times you watch it. yeah I haven't watched that in years now uh, and we'll leave it that way. I don't think I need to watch it again anytime soon. <laughs> they would have had a better shot of doing an animated maybe a computer animated movie now of Super Mario Brothers would be a good idea and actually stick to the source material, although the source material in the games is so so many different directions, I don't know what you would do in order to keep it consistent because it's they've done so many different things with Mario now that I wouldn't even know where to go with it. Tell you what, bring on Shigeru Miyamoto
5: um, as a consultant and I think that aspect of it would be
3: completely taken care of. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still winning my Legend of Zelda game, by the way, or, or movie. That There's so much nice. that you could do in a movie for that. Oh, yeah. It would be fantastic. But uh, it's now it's time to move on to some major content and hopefully bring back a few memories. But uh, let's go and add a new ride to the Neverland theme park that we have. Now, the reason why we have a Neverland theme park is because this is our world of imagination. Imagination. So we can have any ride in here that we want.
2: Imagination.
3: Imagination. We're singing live on camera. (laughs) (laughs) But So, yes, we get to have whatever ride back we want. And granted, there is a version of this that still exists in the Walt Disney World Tomorrowland, Magic Kingdom. But the one in Disneyland is gone, Mm -hmm. and that's talking about the Wedway People Mover. Now, I figure you've
5: ridden this in Disneyland, right? Yes. Yes. It is sorely missed. Uh, And unfortunately, every time you go to the park, there is a very stark reminder
3: that uh,
5: there still could be some way to use the the infrastructure there. It is sadly and sorely missed.
3: Yeah, they kind of made a mistake and tried to replace it with something else during Michael Eisner's time, which uh, we'll talk about that. So... (laughs) <laughs> um i hope i figure you're looking at the well, same with, list that i am right so yes
5: yes uh we do know that the wedway people mover uh, actually can trace its roots all the way back to ford's magic skyway from the 1964 world's fair mm-hmm. uh this was a uh ride that was designed for cars to hack and uh, see sights. you know that uh inspired the omnimover um it it helped uh, change the way storytelling could be done Pride and uh, really, it kind of excited Walt and the Imagineers to kind of see, well, how else can we move this? How can we improve this system? The outcomes of that was the people mover. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite pictures is uh, from 1965 um, with Walt Disney set up in a mock-up. You know, here's a picture of Walt Disney in a people mover ride opened up uh several months after he had passed away
3: actually uh so second 1967 is when the ride opened up in disneyland but of course it was over in the magic skyway from 1964 to 1965 at the world's fair
5: well and the magic skyway was something completely different you actually were sitting in a car uh, a ford vehicle uh, (laughs) whereas the people mover it's more of a it's a type of thing with seats Uh, No windows, um, where you could look out as it was moving along. Uh, The way that it worked was uh, actually propelled at Disneyland by tires attached to a motor. Yep, electric A series of of cars along the track. Um, And because it was using tires, um, well, Disney initially went to Ford to see if they wanted to sponsor it. um, You're looking at introducing a mass transit system that could potentially put us out of business no we don't want to sponsor that (laughs) no Uh, put us out of business with our own (laughs) (laughs) ride so the other option was to go with uh the company that can manufacture the tires uh, on the wheels that propelled these collars, which was goodyear uh goodyear sponsored the attraction from 1967 all the way until 1980 uh 81.
3: Yep, 1981. Uh, the funny thing is there was a song called Go Go Goodyear go that actually stayed on the ride until 1990. Yes,
5: <laughs> and very well-remembered and, and beloved.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know if I have a copy of that song. If I do, then let, let me know or get it to me if you have it, and we'll play it for everybody. I at least have you some ride Audio of 1984. I do have it. Okay, Yes, well, you've try got the Go,
5: go Goodyear song. Yep. Okay, so if you download the, the audio new version things. of the
3: show... I'll play it for you. And one of the neat things about
5: uh, this attraction was it would wind all throughout Tomorrowland. It would go in and out of buildings. It went over the Autopia. Uh, it rode right alongside the monorail. Um, it went all over the area. But as it would go in and out of buildings, um, was uh, you could actually see the inside of attractions from a different perspective when you went through um, Adventures in Inner Space see people boarding the Atomobiles. When that ride later became Star Tours, you could look down and you could see people standing in the queue uh, waiting to uh, go on their galactic adventure. Uh, It would go through Space Mountain and you could hear the ride vehicles inside of Space Mountain as they're passing by. The neatest things of it was uh, it would go through uh, a speed tunnel beginning in 1977, where as you went through the speed tunnel, you could see cars projected all around you, and it looked like you were in a race. Vehicles. <laughs> That's Well, that was great for five years. But in 1982, Disney came out with a, a little movie uh, that also involves speeding vehicles. Can you say and Tron? They, <laughs> and they uh, changed this tunnel, changed the projection to that scene from Tron. So you're no longer looking at uh, uh, passing by you. Uh, you've now got uh, the... the running on either side of you with their high-pitched line and it really made you feel like you were in the movie projection 360 <laughs> degrees around you and i i can't even begin to describe it past that point it was just immersive
3: yeah I, I would love for them to have come up with a dark ride of tron where they actually could do something like that but i guess that's similar to what the roller coaster in shanghai is and what they're doing because apparently you are going through a uh... A darkened area. It's an indoor roller coaster. So, I, being mm-hmm. able to ride something like a light cycle and be able to look and see other life cycles that you're racing with or something would be fantastic.
5: Well, that's coming to Disney World in a couple of years. So, I'm excited. <laughs> now, um, there is a bit of uh, sad news uh, along with the uh, People Mover in that uh, there were a few individuals who died while riding it.
2: Uh, unfortunately <laughs> well, it's, uh, well, riding it's it's just,
5: more
3: like while being stupid and trying to jump
5: cars, it's not that the ride itself was dangerous, but people making some very poor choices, mm-hmm. um, you know, on the ride, yeah. uh, you know, people who, who, you know, un- unfortunately fell underneath the mechanics of the vehicle. Uh, there was one person who got out of the vehicle and actually fell 30 feet. Yeah. And, and actually that did lead to some changes. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, yeah, you know,
3: to Disney and how One of these girls that got hurt sued the, the company because saying that there's no warnings because normally common sense would tell you don't get up and hop cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, people.
5: Yeah, well, Disneyland, you you walk in and you check your brain at the brain check stand. Like apparently, but uh, when uh, unfortunately, the people mover was a victim of uh, the 1997 New Tomorrowland. Uh, they actually closed it in 1995 mm-hmm. uh, in preparation for Tomorrowland's transformation. Placed it with was a ride called...
3: Um, Rocket Roads. <laughs> Rods, R-O-D-S. Oh, you Hot know, it's said, it said Rocket Roads, I think, when so I was... Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah it's, uh,
5: it, yeah, it's Rocket Rods. Um, and the concept was this was going to be a high-speed vehicle that would careen around that... Uh, people mover track (laughs) going at high speeds. um, Your vehicle would pop a wheelie when you took off. It sounded really amazing. It wasn't quite that great in practicality. (laughs) Uh, It it still had something of a wheelie as it took off. Unfortunately, um, you were putting a a new high-powered ride on top of infrastructure that had never been designed for those type of forces. Uh, and the ride literally began shaking itself to pieces. Uh, rocket rods did not last long. Uh, I did get one ride on it, uh, uh, but unfortunately, it it was not a very good replacement for the People Mover. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 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 track still remains in place. Um, there has been use for it at least uh, it, as you enter into to Tomorrowland. They've had banners hanging from it. Uh, they use it for lights and projections. But the other areas of the park, such as around Autopia and near the monorail, it's really not being used at all. And it's, uh, again, just kind of a a great uh, little attraction that you you could just sit down and relax. There was hardly ever a line for it. It was always moving. It was always going. And it was just, you know, had that fun to to it.
3: Yeah. See, I I never got to ride that in Disneyland. And, uh, of course, Walt Disney World, they haven't ridden it either. I'll tell you the reason here in a little bit. Uh, but, you know, the interesting thing is, though, so Michael Eisner decided he wanted to shut it down. He thought it was not cost effective because he didn't think the, the people mover was popular enough. Yet I've never heard anybody say anything bad about it. Uh, but, you know, Eisner had, you know, he was trying to change the cost. You know, the company was struggling at the time when he stepped in. And so he was doing everything. And, you know, his his thought to make it more an, an exciting ride was uh, probably not a terrible idea. It's just, it just wasn't well thought out, I suppose, mm-hmm. considering the structure. Uh, but. You
5: know, t- Tomorrowland had not had any significant change to it since 1967, with two exceptions. Well, three. Uh, when they built Space Mountain, but that was 1977. Uh, then they brought in uh, America Sings to replace the Carousel of Progress in 1975, and that was around for not quite a decade attraction was shuttered for several years and then you also had the removal of um the uh, uh ah, adventures through inner space uh being replaced by star tours in 1989 there are no other really big changes in tomorrowland they could um, really use them too <laughs> end of 197 or 1967 was a world in motion you yeah. saw the Jets spinning around at the top of their uh Base, you can see the submarines moving. You saw the monorail moving. You had the Skyway Buckets moving. People mover moving. Uh, and unfortunately, with uh, 1997, it kind of uh, took a different direction, which uh, it's still recovering from.
3: Yeah, they, they really, I think they could rebuild and, and put it back as a people mover. I just don't know why. There, I guess there's so much expansion going on right now that they just haven't had the time to really think about doing it. But uh, I w- I think people would be really excited if they rebuilt the People Mover.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, in 19, or I'm sorry, in uh, the year 2010, then Disneyland president George Calagridis had said, yes, we're not bringing back the People Mover now, but we know how important it is to you, mm-hmm. uh, indicating that there might be something off in the future uh, about it. Unfortunately, just have not seen anything since and really don't know. Uh, what I have heard is that the you know, after rocket rods the track has
3: deteriorated badly yeah. um, like well, it's not being serviced or maintenance they're not doing anything with it so
5: that's the damage that came from uh, rocket rods so yeah. it may not be entirely practical at this point to just put a new ride on top of it they would have to you know go through and remove two miles of track just to again to think about replacing it
3: yeah uh, but it's uh the cool thing and if they ever did bring it back it would be nice to get the old uh, host back Jack Wagner did the original oh, voice yeah. out. he was like the voice of Disneyland for a long time wasn't he so yes that, he was that's pretty excited to have Jack Wagner I've actually heard somewhere I don't know where to find it but I have heard it before there's some outtakes of Jack Wagner uh, messing up some things as he's doing some of the announcing in the park but uh, one mm-hmm. of the changes with those accidents well. Oh, quote unquote accidents, we'll call them, uh, was a safety announcement was added actually in 1982 by B.J. Ward, which I guess was pretty much saying, please don't jump from a moving vehicle. <laughs> and I honestly don't recall. <laughs> well, because normally a lot of these safety announcements <clears throat> are stuff that are pretty obvious that you wouldn't do, right. but now you have to do it because everybody gets sue happy. And I, what I was looking up information about, I didn't go to follow up on the lawsuit to see who won the lawsuit. Uh, and it's it's possible that Disney did have to settle in some fashion, and that was one of the things they had to do was add that announcement And when the lawsuit was finally completed. Uh, so to protect the the company from people who are going to do something stupid and then blame somebody else for their own stupidity, because they you, you didn't tell them to not be stupid. Oh, okay, right. well, I could go on on a rant on that, but I think I'd rather move over to the East Coast. <laughs> Where we
5: still have a working people mover, although... Yes. technology is a little bit different
3: yes it is uh this is actually in walt disney world it's sponsored by edison electric until 1985 and it's now currently sponsored by alamo rent-a-car this used a i had to look this up a linear synchronous motor which is electricity and magnet. so it doesn't have those tires every nine feet to kind of keep it moving forward Uh, it just kind of pulls it along by magnetism which that's very very cool and very i'd say more futuristic more tomorrowland compared to moving tires uh it's it opened in 1975 and i have what is what is this 1944 i think i think i was meaning to uh say that there's a change in 1994 i've got a typo on my notes (laughs) so from july 1st 1975 uh, until 1994 was this original version and once again hosted by jack wagner until 1985 uh, how this differed, though, from Disneyland, uh, these were open-air cars, but it did have a ceiling. And so you were well, able uh, to, probably yeah, to see Lands a little bit cars. better. Hmm? Disneyland cars were open-air as well. Oh, okay. But you were and, and you did have a, a ceiling, car, I suppose. A tilted ceiling, yeah. Okay. Uh, Very this, similar. This is what I think was interesting is, I, I guess to try to be a bit more Tomorrowland, there was like an update for the new Tomorrowland in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. And they had this ORAC-1 commuter computer that became the voice of, of the ride from 1985 to 1994 and this is where it would take you you'd get to see if you had wings which eventually became the delta dream flight after 1989 and you would go through these three windows where you could see different things of flight you would see uh, some barnstorming uh you would get a uh, a view of paris with a, apparently three-dimensional and it seemed to have hills and things going on and then what was weird is the third window would apparently only have had like a really bright light and so they just have like a curtain or something over to cover it that's the only thing i found about the third window now hmm. i'm hoping they had something more than that at some point but that seemed very strange to me uh but later though you'd also get a chance to go through the mission to mars attraction and get to see the inside of that as well of course going through space mountain now so in 1994 they got churned into the TTA, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, and it remained that way until 2009. And this is where we get why I never got to write it. This was hosted by Peter Renaday, which you would know as Splinter. You'd also know him as mm-hmm. Henry from the Country Bears and a bunch of other stuff. The ghost host on the, the album version of the Haunted Mansion with uh, Ron Howard and things like that. Uh, and this actually had three different lines that you could hop on. So a red line would take you on an off-planet adventure. There was a green line and this took you into an area that's called the the hover burbs, which I guess was a futuristic look at what a neighborhood could be like, perhaps hovering off the ground. I never got to see it, but it made me think of the Jetsons a little bit, where we're kind of living mm. off the grounds. Also, if you ever played Bioshock Infinite, you know, the city in the sky thing. <laughs> And then you also had the blue line, which was basically just the elevated train system. This was what was basically the standard version of the ride. Uh, this During this time, you would see the Buzz Lightyear take over the Take Flight ride, which Take Flight is what was formerly the Delta Dream Flight. But when the sponsorship of Delta left in 1998, you know, well, 1998 is when Buzz Lightyear came in, but it became Take Flight. And so there's some new narration actually added to reflect the Buzz Lightyear ride. And also, you could go through and see the Timekeeper, which I believe that was the Robin Williams attraction. From oh, yes, 19- yes. Yeah, from 1994 to 2006. I really would like to have experienced that one. I've heard it is really fantastic, or at least it was. And, I, you know, it would have been nice when, you know, when Michael Jackson passed away, they brought back Captain EO. It would have been nice to find a way to bring back the Timekeeper when Robin Williams passed away. But I guess that was a theater in the round or circle vision type of, project- of show. So uh, they have that still in Epcot. Didn't we just go over this uh, over the summer? So why Uh, I
5: don't think that it would fit in well with China or Canada.
3: Probably not. But, you know, well, I guess Captain Neo kind of fit in in Epcot a little bit because it was futuristic. But, you know, just for the sake of it, uh, maybe maybe there were some problems, you know, with the Robin Williams family, the estate. You know, they didn't want to bring it back. But it would have been nice to hear that they brought it back for a time, you know, temporarily somewhere just so people could experience the timekeeper again. So I don't know. There might have been some reasons for it to not happen that I don't know about, but that would have been kind of cool. Uh, but uh, we'll have to cover that sometime if we've got some audio. We'll have to look into that sometime. Uh, but it's it's now known as the People Mover as of uh, 2009 and all the way to the present. Now, see, here's what happened. I've been to Walt Disney World, Magic Kingdom, and everything only one time, and it was in 2009. It was in August. They had closed the people. Mm down in april of 2009 when they didn't reopen it until september and space mountain went down at about the same time and space mountain was actually still in progress with its refurbishment when the people mover reopened and so space mountain was also down when i was in walt disney world so i've never gotten to ride either of them things which i sorely need to correct but some of the new things with the People mover they have these LED lights that move around in time with some music, a brand new sound system, and is currently now hosted by Mike Brazil, which I am not familiar with him at all, but I'm sure he does a wonderful job.
0: Vehicle doors will close automatically. Please remain seated during your tour, keeping your hands and arms inside the vehicle, and kindly refrain from smoking. Thank you. We're now beginning a grand circle tour of Tomorrowland aboard the People Mover, the first system of its kind in the world. Since its 1967 opening, the People Mover has carried more than 50 million guests. the way is Star Tours, a thrilling new adventure inspired by the George Lucas Star Wars films.
3: Hello, I am C-3PO and this is my counterpart, R2-D2.
4: Welcome to the Star Tours Tomorrowland Spaceport.
3: R2 says that flights are scheduled to begin this winter. I do hope you'll join us. It seems wherever we go, adventure is sure to follow.
0: where you'll find the largest selection of Disney signature clothing, toys and gift items here at the Magic Kingdom. You are about to enter one of Tomorrowland's most exciting attractions, Space Mountain. For everyone's safety, we remind you to please remain seated. Inside Space Mountain, you can race through the cosmos, past spiraling galaxies and meteor showers, an experience that's truly out of this world. Here's a sample of the high-speed adventure that awaits you in Space Mountain. theater, Michael Jackson challenges galactic powers in Captain EO, an unprecedented 3D musical adventure. Just ahead is Mission to Mars. There, you can blast off on a voyage to the mysterious red planet.
1: Warning! You have invaded the electronic realm of the Master Computer Program. Prepare for the game grid of Tron. You have escaped Tron's game grid for now users, but take heed, next time you may not fare so well.
0: In the sky, traveled by sleek monorail trains, the Disneyland monorails have carried more than 75 million guests. You can see the gold and white spires of It's a Small World. There you can join children of the world on the happiest cruise that ever sailed the seven seas. you is the submarine voyage. On board, you'll glide through liquid space on a journey to the North Pole, exploring a fascinating world of eerie sea creatures and lost ships. the monorail station. There you can depart on a swift, scenic tour through Tomorrowland and to the Disneyland Hotel and back. This high-speed transportation system opened at Disneyland in 1959 and was the first monorail to operate daily in the Western Hemisphere. world premiere Circle Vision. This theater is now presenting two spectacular Circle Vision 360 motion pictures, American Journeys and Wonders of China. Here are some scenes from American Journeys, a coast-to-coast look at the people, communities and natural wonders of America. Near the People Mover Station, you can see colorful murals celebrating the joyous spirit of children everywhere. A reminder that tomorrow will be built by our youth. We hope that you've enjoyed your tour on the People Mover and that you'll have a pleasant visit to the Magic Kingdom. Please remain seated and stay clear of the vehicle doors. Kindly gather your belongings and carefully step away from the vehicle onto the moving platform. As you exit, please walk to the left on the dark area of the moving platform and kindly watch your step. Thank you.